Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Checkup Podcast. Today, you got me, Caleb Willard, and we're going to be getting into a little football here. Uh, today, it won't be, won't be too crazy. Just uh, I want to talk about something that's really, really crazy to me. You know, to me, there's a, there's a handful of quarterbacks in the league. That's right. We're going over football today, boys. Um, to me, there is a handful of quarterbacks that are just slept on. You know, they just they just are. Their their careers are slept on, whether old or young. There's a handful of them. Okay, for me, these quarterbacks are Matthew Stafford, they're Sam Donald, and the third one I'm going to talk about today is Jameis Winston. Um, Matt Stafford to me slept on because I mean Matt Stafford has the most comeback wins of all time. Think about that. The most. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Joe Montana. Matt Stafford has more comeback wins than all of them. I mean, that's crazy. You know, I know he had Megatron. Sick, man. You know, I great. He had a great receiver. Like, it's kind of necessary. Don't hold that against him. Every quarterback has a great receiver. Okay? Peyton Manning had... Tons of them, right? Aaron Rodgers got great receivers. Tom Brady had a great, you know, couple great receivers. Don't hold that against them. Yeah, let's let's give the man credit for what he what he had for what he did, right? Matt Stafford didn't have amazing defenses. He he never had that. He never had a great line. He he barely had decent running. But Matt Stafford, when when the Lions had comeback wins, they were because of Matt Stafford. So to me, Matt Stafford, one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. Um, Sam Donald, obviously, I think he's wildly underrated. If you've listened to the show, you know that I think very highly of Sam. I think, you know, we put the Jets' failure on him. I think a lot of people put the Jets' failure on him. And why, I don't understand it. Jets is the most dysfunctional franchise the past five years. And, uh, and to put that on Sam is ridiculous. There's so many issues that aren't Sam Donald related. And I think this year you're gonna get something. You're you're gonna get something from Sam. As a as a Panthers fan, I would be very excited of what Sam has to offer you, not just this year, but in years to come. But but today we're not gonna focus on those two guys. All right, I th- I feel like we've talked about them enough the past couple episodes. If if you didn't hear, you know, check check the past couple episodes. We talked about Sam Donald. Um, we talked about Zach Wilson and why I think it's crazy to expect anything different from the Jets this year than, you know, you've expected from the Jets in the past, just because you got Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson doesn't fix any issues that you have as a Jets fan, you know, from its franchise perspective, he he just doesn't fill any of the necessary holes, right? Um, we talked about Matt Stafford, how the Rams have a real chance to make a deep playoff run. I mean, you're talking about a, a team with a top three defense in the league, okay? Arguably the best defense in the entire league. That's behind an offense led by Matt Stafford, who statistically is the most clutch quarterback of all time. Um, statistically speaking, all right, you know, I, I get people's argument with Tom Brady. I'm just saying, Matt Stafford has the most comebacks of all time. You're giving him Cooper Cup. You're giving him a great line. You're giving him Sean McVay. Okay, when was the last time you got a coach like that, right? An offensive coordinator 
like that. Um, you're giving them a decent running game, Cam Akers, and they just picked up another running back too, uh, Sonny Michelle. Um, I think you can expect great things from Matt Stafford and the Rams. But uh, let's talk Jameis. And the reason I want to talk about Jameis is because I saw a stat that to me was was so I laughed. I'm <laughs> I laughed. It was it was funny. So if you watched paid attention to any of the preseason games, Jameis Winston threw a 53-yard bomb. When I say 53 yards, I mean 53 yards in the air. Okay, he threw an absolute dart. And who did he throw it to? Marquez Calloway. All right. Threw 53 yard in the air. Complete bomb. That was the longest touchdown in the preseason, regular season, or postseason thrown by a quarterback on the Saints since 2016. Man, they had Drew Brees for five years. And Drew did not throw a single touchdown in those five years. Farther than 53 yards. Jameis Winston did that in the preseason. Now, you know, I that should mean something to you as a listener. Because I know most of my audience thinks very highly of Drew Brees. I think highly of Drew Brees. Just not as high as you do. I think Drew Brees is the definition of playing to his strengths. Nothing wrong with that. Drew Brees was a very accurate quarterback, made very good decisions, a very high football IQ. He just wasn't as talented as his peers. You know, you want to, people try to stack him up with Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. He's not on that level because they had the IQ of Drew. And they had the skills that Drew didn't have. The reality is that Drew Brees was uh, physically limited in what he could do with the football. The reality is, is that Drew Brees and Jameis Winston are polar opposites from each other. And I think it will be great for the Saints franchise. Okay? When I, when I say it's going to be great from the Saints franchise, I'm saying, man... Jameis has such great potential that not a lot of people recognize. And we're going to get into that today. Um, think about – when I want you to think about Jameis Winston, I want you to think about Taylor Heineke last year, okay, with the Redskins, with the Washington football team in their playoff run. Okay, so recap of last year, um, Alex Smith was the starting quarterback for the Washington football team. And Alex Smith was – was in essence Drew Brees was a little bit lesser version of Drew Brees. Okay, pocket passer. Um, you know, Alex Smith wasn't necessarily a pocket passer by choice, but by necessity. He the year before, uh, if you don't remember, he had his leg basically shattered. And so, coming into this year, Alex Smith was a pure pocket passer. Couldn't do anything more than that. Um, very accurate great IQ the game. He knew he knew when a person was open when they weren't through very little interceptions. Played a very systematical efficient game. The problem with that is that there's no explosion 
And with football, you need that. If football is not a intricate slice and dice game. Football is a is a hyper athletic, uh, hyper energetic game. You can't just sit back in the cockpit and and relax in the pocket and throw darts all game, and expect to be expect to make it to the championship. You know you won't. And Drew Brees is evidence of that. Drew Brees made it to one Super Bowl, and that was it. And he did that with a fantastic defense. Okay, and and that was it. You know, Drew Brees had many great seasons. Drew Brees is the is is the number one quarterback when it comes to passing yards and passing touchdowns. But he only made it to one championship game. And it's just that style of play will only get you so far. So in the Washington football teams uh, last year, um, so they had Alex Smith play, you know, all season long. And it came time for playoffs. And the, the head coach, Ron Rivera, decided to go with Taylor Heineke to start. And from a, uh, a casual's perspective, you may sit there and think, why the heck would you do that? You got a, a 10-year vet, 15-year vet, um, very experienced, very good, great leader. Um, and, uh, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to take him out, right? If he's playing well, he was playing decently. But Ron Rivera knew that football is not just about efficiency. It's about energy, okay? And Taylor Haneke brought a certain energy to the game that, that Alex Smith didn't. You know, Taylor Heineke was willing to run 20 yards and dive headfirst into the end zone with arms stretched out. Alex Smith was not willing to do that. Okay, was was Heineke as efficient as Alex Smith would have been? No. Heineke took chances. And in the NFL, more likely than not, those chances pay off. Sometimes, look, sometimes you're going to throw a pick. Okay? And a couple picks, it's all good. We're not worried about a couple picks. Obviously, we're worried about, you know, a few picks. You know, when we get to three or four picks, you know, then we're a little concerned. But look, man, football is about taking the chance. Okay, you're never going to get perfect coverage. You're never going to throw into, you know, the, you know, completely broken coverage as a quarterback in today's league. It's not going to happen. You know, our cornerbacks are more athletic than ever. And Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke was, was willing to throw that thing. Right. Taylor Heineke was was willing to throw 20, 30 yards downfield. And Alex Smith just wasn't he wasn't willing to do that. He wasn't willing to take that risk. And that's what that was the difference maker in that game. The the Washington football ended up losing that game, but they only lost to the Buccaneers by a touchdown. And everybody knows that the Washington football team was the absolute underdog of that game. But Taylor Heineke and his raw energy and his willing to take chances and go for it. Took the red, took the Washington football team to the line. They took it right to the end of the game. And so when I think of Jameis Winston, I think of Taylor Heineke. I think of a player that he's he's very talented. He's a whole lot ta- more talent. Uh, he, he he's much more talented than Taylor Heineke. Okay, let's get that out of the way. Um, we're talking about a player. That threw 5,100 yards in 2019. Okay. 5,100 yards. In Jameis Winston's first five NFL seasons, only one player in NFL history threw for more. 
and I was Peyton Manning. Think about that. How absurd that is. Jameis Winston, in his first five seasons, threw more yards than Dan Marino, Andrew Luck, Matt Ryan, okay, Tom Brady, obviously, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, Joe Flacco, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Joe Namath, Big Ben, Deshaun Watson, Patty Mahomes. Like, gracious, guys. He threw more yards than all of those guys. And he threw more touchdowns than most of them. Okay, when you look at touchdowns, there is one, two, three, four, five quarterbacks. Six quarterbacks. Seven. There were seven quarterbacks in that same time frame that threw more touchdowns than him as well. And let me let me throw out another thing. So. Jameis Winston, 5,000-yard season. He's one of eight quarterbacks to ever do that, okay? He is second. He, You know, there's only one other player in, in, in NFL history, Peyton Manning, who threw for more yards in his first five seasons ever, okay? And let me tell you what. So the biggest knock on Jameis is the interceptions. He threw 30 interceptions the year he threw 5,100 yards. Which is absurd. I know. I know. It's crazy. Let me tell you what, though. Peyton, his rookie year, he threw 28. And he only threw 3,700 yards. All right, Brett Favre. Brett Favre had 29 interceptions in 2005. He officially retired after the 2010 season. He went on to play two more seasons in Green Bay alone plus a season with the Jets, and two seasons with the Vikings. After the season that that Brett Favre threw 29 interceptions, and he only threw 20 touchdowns that season. He only threw 3,800 yards that season. A couple years later, he threw 33. He had a, a season with 33 touchdowns, 7 picks, and 4,200 yards. In the... In those five years, the first five years of a player's career, okay, there is a player that threw more that has there's a couple players that have thrown more interceptions in their first five seasons. You want to hear them? Well, number one on that list, and not number one, you know, leading interceptions. Um, I think the leader of interceptions is 104 in their first five seasons. And that would be Joe Namath. Joe Namath, in his first five seasons, as a uh, as a professional quarterback, threw 15,000 yards, 104... Uh, I'm sorry, 97 touchdowns and 104 picks. Joe Namath threw 15 pick sixes in his first five years as an NFL quarterback. <laughs> 15 holy crap somebody guy somebody get this guy off the field right peyton manning peyton manning threw a hundred interceptions in his first five years as a quarterback a hundred okay Jameis has only thrown 88 
So what's my point in all this? My point is, my first point with Jameis Winston is, yes, I know he threw 30 picks. I know it happened. It's okay. It doesn't mean he's Nathan Peterman. All right? It just it means he had a, he had a, a rough season. Threw 30 picks in a season. Damn it. On to the next one. It happens. Brett Favre, all-time great, threw 29 picks when he was, what, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. He was a 15-year vet when he threw 29 picks. All right? Peyton Manning threw 28 picks his first year as an NFL quarterback. I mean, that's that's not a small number, my guy. All right, let's, let's look up Joe Namath. All right, how many? What was his worst year with interceptions? Oh, you mean he threw his second year in the NFL? He threw twenty-seven picks. His third year, he threw twenty-eight picks. Three years before he retired, he threw twenty-eight picks again. He's got two other twenty-interception years in there. And let me tell you what, none of these guys, when they were throwing 28, 29 picks, 30 picks, none of them came close to the amount of yards that Jameis Winston threw for. And that translates to they're not taking as many chances as Jameis either. Jameis, is taking, Jameis took more chances than these quarterbacks and it was more successful. I get the turnovers. I get it. It's a problem. Of course it is. But we're we're overhyping the issue. Okay? So now that we've seen how uh it's not that big of a deal to throw that amount of interceptions one season. If now now look, if Jameis comes out this year and throws 30 more picks, then we got a problem, right? Then we have back to back seasons of 30 picks, and that's nobody wants that, right? That's that's not helpful. Alright. But it's not like Jameis is doing nothing to solve this issue. Okay. Jameis Winston just spent a full year playing second string behind a top 10 quarterback of all time. And the most accurate quarterback of all time. Now, uh, well, one of, uh, let me rephrase that. One of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. Um, personally, I believe that Aaron Rodgers is the most accurate quarterback of all time. If you want to hear that argument, you can go a couple podcast episodes back when we talked about the difference between completion percentage and touchdown interception percentage and how that's a better indicator. But like I said, we already went through that. I'm sure we'll talk about it again at some point. Jameis Winston got to play behind one of the most accurate quarterbacks for a full year. Didn't have to worry about anything. Okay. Nothing. He also just played he he's also been coached by Sean Payton for a full year now. Okay, Sean Payton is a fantastic coach. He's one of the best in the league. He's one of the best coaches in the league. So you know, I got to believe that that's got I mean that helps. I mean, that helps a ton. 
that means he's actually solving his issues. I mean, I, I really don't believe that he's gonna he's gonna do that again. There's no chance that James Winston throws another 30 picks this year. There's no chance. It can only get better. Okay, and, and like I said, guys, he threw 5,100 yards with 33 touchdowns. All right, the Bucks went 7-9. and nine. They did. Tom Brady last year went, what, 9-7 and seven with them? I mean, guys, hello. You know, when quarterbacks throw 25-plus interceptions, their record isn't very good. Okay, when when Peyton threw 28 picks, his record was 3-13. and 13. All right, when Brett Favre threw 29 picks, his record was 4-12. and 12. All right, the last time Joe Namath threw 28 interceptions, their record was 3-10. and 10. Jameis threw 30 picks and still won seven games. That's incredible. It really is. It, that is incredible. Um, not to, no, not to mention, um, he stepped in as quarterback one of these games. Played a played a snap through a fifty six yard touchdown. Just gonna put that out there for you guys. Um, so, like I said, we've we've seen how the interceptions are overrated. Okay, let go of it. Let go, let go of the interceptions. It's really not that big of a deal. I mean, for them to release, look, they they released Jameis Winston for Tom Brady, which is fair. It's like when the Broncos released Tim Tebow for Peyton Manning. It's fair. I understand why they did it. But let me tell you what, the Saints got a steal. They got Jameis Winston, one of eight quarterbacks all time to throw for 5,000 or more yards. So we're going we're gonna to talk about who would I rather? Okay, who would I rather be my quarterback? Would I rather? So let's let's start on the uh, the not so good end. So NFL, uh, so SportsNews.com has Jameis Winston rated as the 26th best quarterback in the NFL right now. Okay, so they have him over Sam Donald, who I take. I take Jameis over Sam Donald. I'm believers in them both, obviously. They have Sam Donald rated as the thirty the 32nd best quarterback, dead last in quarterbacks, which is ridiculous. All right, which is absolutely absurd. You can see our last, our previous episode for more information on that because that's just not okay. That's not true. That's That's just so far from the truth. Now, I do take Jameis over Sam, okay? Why? Because Jameis has proven to do something that Sam has not. And that's throw 5,000 yards. Like, you got to realize how, what a big upside that is. I mean, not we're not talking, you know, not a lot of quarterbacks can do that. When I say not a lot, I mean eight all time. All time. can Have, have ever achieved that. Jameis Winston did it with, with the Bucks. The year they went seven and nine. All right? So... I'm take Jameis over Sam. I think the Saints have better offensive weapons. I think Michael Thomas has been through a lot this year, and I think if Michael Thomas takes the field again, he's going to show off. I think he's ready to get the slant boy narrative out of the way. He kind of picked the slant boy narrative up, you know, with Drew Brees being in his quarterback. 
I think he's ready to get rid of it. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. Um, I think it was obvious that uh, he has a connection with Marquez Callaway. They also have Traquan Smith, a very good receiver. Uh, Chris Hogan's in that mix. I think very highly of Chris. He's not going to be, you know, a you know, big. He's going to be a rotational receiver. Very good, tall, big, nice target. Perfect for Jameis Winston. Okay, don't forget you got Ama Kamara coming out of your backfield. He's one of the best pass-catching running backs there is in the league. So, I think Jameis is in a better situation. I think your defense puts him in a better situation, and I think I think look, man, Jameis got potential, man. I think over Sam. He's done things that Sam hasn't, and that's going to be the case for a lot of these quarterbacks we talk about. Um, Drew Locke. I think Jameis is obviously better than Drew Locke. Uh, you know, Drew Locke is no longer starting. Let's let's start there. Um, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is at this point, I feel like a certified backup quarterback. Okay, Jameis is a starter. Jameis is a dog. Andy, man, it, we're out of Andy's. Andy's 33 years old. He's out of his prime at this point. He is. He's just, you know, he's he's fighting a rookie, Justin Fields, for a spot right now. Okay. Um, Andy has never shown any kind of potential that Jameis has shown. Um, I also take Jameis over Cam Newton. You know, Cam doesn't have that kind of arm. You know, Cam last year threw 2,600 yards and eight passing touchdowns and 10 picks. Okay. Jameis is Jameis's worst season. Uh, he threw 19 touchdowns and he only started 11 games. He only played. He oh he only started nine games. He only played 11. This is worst year. All right, you know when when Jameis Winston plays every single game of the season, he he hasn't thrown for less than 4,000 yards, which is crazy. Think about that. When he plays a full season, he's never thrown less than 4,000 yards. Cam, uh, Cam threw eight touchdowns and ten picks with less than three thousand yards. I think I'm gonna take, you know who. All right, now I think the Patriots have a great system for Cam or Mac Jones, whichever one they choose. But uh, I'm taking Jameis, Zach Wilson. I'm not even gonna have this discussion. Zach Wilson is set up for failure right now. Zach Wilson didn't even pass for four thousand yards at BYU. What makes you think he's gonna throw four thousand yards for the Saints? I mean, you know, 4,000 yards on, you know, with, on the Jets, right? Jameis Winston is, is guaranteed to throw 4,000 yards. That's what he's locked in to do. Like, get that through your head. Jameis, not, James, like, in order for you to beat Winston out of his spot, you got to throw at least 4,000 yards and have better decision-making, which, newsflash, is not a lot of quarterbacks in the league. It's not. Okay, Tua. Man, Tua's a, a big question mark, right? I mean, Tua didn't even play for most of the season. You know, what we saw at the season was questionable. I mean, they put Brian Fitzpatrick in there half the time to close out games. Look, Jameis has experience. Jameis Winston is five years as a starting quarterback, going on six. Jameis has thrown 20,000 yards in his career. All right? Give, you know, tip the hat to the vet. Um, so the, the next quarterbacks, all right, everybody else we're going to talk about was ranked higher than him, according to supportingnews.com. Okay. 
everybody was rated higher than him. So Jared Goff. I'm taking Jameis over Jared. This is tough. So, so we are getting harder, I will admit. Um, Jared Goff through, you know, Jared Goff is is a little underrated right now, okay? Um, Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Uh, he threw almost 4,000 yards this past year with a 90 passer rating. Um, 20 touchdowns, 13 picks. I just, Jameis has a better team. Got a better receiving core to work with. And Jameis has a better arm talent. Okay? Yeah, he really he really does. Um let's let's see Jared Goff's history with throwing the ball. Let me pull up those stats for you, okay? Jameis has uh so I'm sorry, Jared. Jared has two seasons with forty six hundred yards. The rest under 4,000. Um, Jameis, uh, Jameis has 4,000 yards every season. He plays the full season with a season, you know, with a cap of 5,100 yards and 30 touchdowns. And like I said, Jared, Jared's team is getting worse. He's going to a team with a worse O line and worse receiver core and a worse running back core. Right, Jameis, Jameis is going to a team that is set up for success. And he has the same, if not better, skill set than Jared Goff. Uh, let's go to the next quarterback on this list, Daniel Jones. I don't even know why this was a discussion. I don't know why Daniel Jones is ahead of Jared Goff even. What, what is what has Daniel Jones done in his career to show that he's better than either of these guys? Jared Goff, I mean, Daniel Jones didn't throw for 3,000 yards last season. This isn't even, this is laughable. He had 11 touchdowns and 10 picks. That's all you could throw for was 11 touchdowns? I mean, t- look, like, tell me, let me ask you. When, you. when you're playing backyard football, okay, do you want a quarterback? That's going to be terrified to throw the ball? Or do you want your quarterback to be almost too confident in himself? I'm, I'm telling you, it's too confident. Okay? Because playing scared doesn't work in today's league. It doesn't. It doesn't work in any league, actually. If you're scared to throw in the ball, then you won't throw the ball. And that's unacceptable. 11 touchdowns? That's all you could throw as a starting cornerback? Like, bro, you got to throw at least 20. You got to give me something to work with. I mean, Jameis Winston, you know, the one season he threw, you know, he started nine games. He still threw for 19 touchdowns. Um, Next up, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Once again, Ryan Fitzpatrick is inconsistent. His decision-making hasn't been the best. Okay, um, you know, we say that Jameis Winston's decision-making hasn't been the best. You know, Jameis Winston only has one season with over 18 interceptions. All right, statistically, the last season that Jameis started was an outlier. Okay, meaning it's un- it's not normal. It was crazy. You know, it was a crazy season. All of his other seasons, less than 20 interceptions. which is. I mean that's pretty perfect if you if you want the truth. And he has thrown more touchdowns per attempt 
every year. He's throwing more or per completion. I think that's how they do touchdown percentage. No, it's attempt. No, it is attempt. His his number his percentage of touchdowns thrown when attempting a pass has only increased every single year. Okay. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's let's talk about this. Um, Jameis Winston, you know, throughout his career has has proven to be a pretty healthy quarterback. He had that 2018 season, uh, you know, that 2017, 2018 season where uh, he he struggled with his health a little bit. But besides that, he's been consistent. He's been on the field the whole time. Um, think about it. I mean, he's had a, a complete year off of getting hit by, you know, Chase Young and company, right? He's had a whole year off of getting hit by real, you know, linebackers and defensive ends. He's going to be healthier than Jimmy G. Um, I like Jimmy G, but this is how unhealthy Jimmy G was last year. Uh, Jimmy G only threw for a thousand yards last year. <laughs> I mean, he only threw seven touchdowns last year. You can't seriously tell me you're gonna take Jimmy G. Jimmy G may not play. You know, Jimmy G may only play four games in the year. How can you take a, a person that's not gonna be fully committed to the game over Jameis Winston? Uh, Jalen Hurts once again unproven like what are we talking about here nobody knows who this kid is you know all we have is college tape of him and there is a there is a big gap between college and the pros and Jameis winston is not he's not a joke Jameis winston's experienced okay jalen hurts is not in any sport experience and any job you go to you know this isn't you know just have you know sport importance this is this is real life and any job you go to experience is always what they look at first what have you done to prove that you deserve this opportunity Jameis winston's you know his his resume includes a 5100 yard passing season jalen hurts has a thousand yard passing season with six touchdowns and four picks in his college career that's it um, Carson Wentz, once again, I mean, you're going to be on the field or you're not. And Carson Wentz, uh, admittedly is another quarterback on my underrated chart. You know, when I think quarterbacks are underrated, he's definitely, he's definitely there, but he's, it's, he's lower on that list. If that makes sense. I think other, you know, I think my big three quarterbacks are much more underrated than Carson. I think people respect Carson for his MVP season. And then say he fell off, you know, and and I'm waiting for Carson to prove he didn't, but he's got to be healthy to do that. And until Carson Wentz is fully healthy to do that, I'm taking Jameis. That's just the reality of it. Um, Trevor Lawrence. You know, every scouting report I've seen is saying that he's struggling, which makes sense. He's on the Jaguars. I like I understand they're they're getting better, but uh. Look, at Clemson, he threw 3,000 yards last season. Jameis's last season, he threw 5,000. So, you know, until Trevor Lawrence hits the field, and you, you can't put him above Jameis. Jameis a vet. He knows better. Trevor's going to have to go through a learning curve. Ben Roethlisberger. Um, so this is where it's here that this list now gets more difficult. Because Big Ben last year, 
threw 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, 10 picks. I thought Ben played great last year. Um, you know, I, I know they fell apart at the end of last year, but that's not just on him. It's really not. You know, you had all sorts of issues on that team. They're getting Najee Harris. You know, hopefully he sparks the running game a little bit. Claypool is a great young receiver. Uh, Juju hopefully gets his head out of the gutter and starts playing football. Last time on TikTok. Defense is only getting better. So I I, I may take Big Ben this year over Jameis. You know, um, I think the vet status comes into play. But he can only... You know, the sportingnews.com says that he can only fight off Father Time for so long. You know, Big Ben's 39 years old. So even if I took Big Ben over Jameis this year, if I'm talking the next three years, I'm taking Jameis. Jameis is a baby. You know what I mean? Like, Jameis is 27. Jameis can get better. Big Ben really can't get better. He can say the same, but he can't get better. So. You know, I think I think you could give you could give Big Ben the edge, but man, if Jameis comes out firing like he's blowing Big Ben out of the water, and if you're looking past this year into the next two three years, you know, five years, I'm taking Jameis 100. percent Derek Carr. Look, Derek Carr is just and he's frustrating. That's the best word I get for Derek Carr. He's frustrating. You know, he's a great quarterback, but he's never been the same. He's, he ha- he just hasn't been as dynamic as he once was. And Jameis is, I mean, you you have to include the word dynamic when you talk about Jameis Winston. He, he is a very dynamic quarterback. Jameis is, Jameis threw 5,100 yards. You can't throw 5,100 yards and not be a, dyna- a dynamic quarterback. Um, I think Jameis has better weapons than Derek Carr. You know, Derek Carr and the Raiders have a great run game, um, but not a ton to, you know, since they got rid of Amari Cooper, their passing attack has just been lacking. And I know Derek Carr threw for 4,100 yards, but, you know, it's not going to, I don't see that going up. And I see Jameis throwing 4,000 yards. So unless Derek Carr is going to prove to get better, which I don't think he is, I don't think anybody thinks he is. I'm taking Jameis. Especially, once again, same as Big Ben. We're talking the next three years, five years. I'm taking Jameis, 100%. Derek Carr has proved to be a mediocre quarterback. Okay? Jameis Winston has proved to be a mediocre quarterback getting better. Um, Matt Ryan. Like I said, this see, this is a tough, this is the gray area. And this is the area that realistically Jameis belongs in. All right, he doesn't belong at 26. He belongs around 16. All right, so we got Matt Ryan. Look, uh, Matt had a good season last year, 4,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, 11 picks, yada, yada. They're losing Julio, man. They're losing Julio. I understand they got Calvin Ridley, but you lost Julio. And I don't care what you say, man. That is a loss. You know, whenever you see Julio lining up with Calvin Ridley, you say, we're worried about Julio. We'll worry about Calvin later. Right now, we're focused on Julio. Kyle Pitts is a great addition. Awesome. Like, cool. Not a not an impact like Julio. He's just not. The running game hasn't gotten better. 
The defense certainly hasn't gotten better. You know, I, I I could I could see you know I could take Matt Ryan over Jameis, um, you know, purely for vet status and the fact that their weapons are about the same. But if I if I had to score them both, I would give Jameis the edge on weapons. You know, I would give Matt Ryan the edge on experience. So this is a toss up. Um, Matt Stafford, I'm taking Matt Stafford. See, and then this is where we start to you know the trend upwards. Um, you know, I'm taking Matt Stafford over him. I don't think that's hot. You know, Matt Stafford is comeback king. He's going to a much better team. Matt Ryan, uh, Matt Stafford's got something to prove. Um, I think he's going to ball. But Kirk Cousins, I, you know, I don't. This is this is more gray area. Like Kirk Cousins, um, Joe Burrow. I, I'm taking Jameis over Joe Burrow. I'm taking Jameis over Joe Burrow. They have Joe Burrow at 12. I don't even know why. I, dude, Joe Burrow's coming off an injury. Off a, off a bad injury. Jameis Winston's coming off of a good offseason. A great offseason. A long offseason. He's going to come back healthy. Ready to play. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not taking Joe Joe Burrow's weight. I mean, I don't know why Joe Burrow's above Matt Stafford. To be honest, I don't know what what this list is all about. So, like I said, I I'm taking James somewhere around from 12 to 17, 18. James is a mid pack quarterback, and look, that's kind of bare minimum. James Winston has massive upside. Like you have to understand the upside that James has. 5,100 yards. I keep saying it because that's the most important piece. He's 27. Okay? He threw for 5,100 yards when he was 25. And then took a year off. So, you know, they might have a rough start. He might have a rough start coming back. He's not throwing 30 picks. He's going to come in focused, ready to go. That defense is no joke. That defense is good. That offense is good. Jameis has had a full year to prepare. So um, the rest of these quarterbacks, they better gear up. Okay? Because the Saints aren't going. They're not going anywhere. Are they going to be in contention? No. No, I'm not saying they're going to be in contention at all. Don't twist this up. Okay? But they're going to be a better half team with a better half quarterback. And honestly, those two things go hand in hand. You got a better, you know, you got a better half quarterback. Most likely you're going to have a better half team. So don't sleep on my man. This is Check Up Podcast. Please give us a follow on Instagram, checkup underscore pod. We also are on TikTok, same username, checkup underscore pod. And we will see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, guys.